in the entertainment capital of the world. It's the T.C. Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance in this first half tonight. The doctor operates here. Oh, he has trouble with the spin. And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen Watts Jackson. And he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Hey, it was BYOG. Bring your own guts. And they brought some guts. Is now in. Hour number two here on this Thursday. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be. Appreciate James Donaldson joining us uh, last hour, talking a little NBA. And again, get his book, Celebrating Your Gift of Life, Dealing with Mental Health and Suicide Prevention, Two Things That He Went Through Himself. And uh, make sure you uh, you check that out, creatingyourgiftoflife.com or celebratingyourgiftoflife.org, his uh, nonprofit organization. So. A lot more people go through that stuff than a lot of people out there realize. You never know what's going on in somebody else's head and mm-hmm. in their world. Absolutely correct. All right, so a lot of stuff uh, to get uh, to this hour, talking again about the Jackson, or rather the... Philadelphia Eagles trading Carson Wentz. I, I got a story about Jacksonville, so I'm going to get to that. So and, I thought maybe you thought the uniforms were similar colors or something, well, so you just kind of went I, there. See, don't, don't go there because <laughs> it's kind of a little spoiler alert. You know? And then we've got a former Jaguar who's getting ready to join us right now as well, too. I didn't know it could be a spoiler alert when I had no idea where you were going. I so. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Inspector Gadget. I, you know, uh, using deductive reasoning here. Deductive reasoning. Very <laughs> impressive there. All right, here's the man himself, the former QB, and uh, the man who does a fantastic job during the football season with CBS Sports, Steve Berline. What's going on, number seven? Hey, hey. That's a good word, man. Man, it's all happening here, my friend. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. How's your offseason? You're about a week into your offseason. How is that? Does that mean more golf, more cards? What does that mean? More food? <laughs> you think? You think you're acting like football is the only thing I do. I, my, football is the, my hobby. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I know that. I, I work just as much now as I, as I do during the football season, unfortunately. But I, I, uh, I am looking forward to get out golfing here. You know, not, not any time uh, in the next day or two, but for sure over the next few weeks, I plan on getting back into it. All right, man. Good stuff. You have oh, a yeah. favorite course? Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite course, by the way? Yeah. Favorite course? You mean like of all time? Yeah, give all just yeah, give us an all time or or give us one that's kind of like you you know that you really enjoy playing a lot. Maybe you play more than any place and, else, and maybe one on a bucket list or something that you yeah. haven't been to yet that you'd like to experience. Well, I've I've been very fortunate over the years. I've played, uh, you know, at, at most of the great ones. I've played at Augusta. I've played it, um, you know, I played at Pebble several times. I've played. Uh, a lot of the, the ones over in Scotland and Ireland, and um, you know, I played at Pine Valley and uh, Baltus Rawl and all a lot of those great ones. The, the, this the guy's already have, lived the bucket list. He doesn't have a bucket list. He's already lived it. <laughs> <laughs> There's always more, man. There's always more. Well, I, um, I know there's no, one I, here in Vegas that you want to play, or you probably have played. But you got a you got a, a top one here in Vegas. I've played Shadow um, and Shadow Creek. Yes, I have, and I love it. It's fantastic. I. I would never say no to an invite to Shadow Creek. No way. That's a um, tough course, so, my friend. What are you shooting out there? 
you know, I shoot uh, what I what I normally shoot, which is always somewhere, give or take, right around eighty. Okay. Um, I could be I could shoot seventy seven, seventy eight if I'm really playing well. Um, but um, more often than not, I'm going to be eighty, eighty one, um, eighty two on a on a on a tougher golf course. So, um, you know, and depending on the conditions. Like I played Pebble last year. Uh, we we played the last round before they shut it down for the U.S. Open. So it was the Friday before U.S. Open week, and I shot I think ninety three because it, you know you get it you get in the rough in U.S. Open conditions, and you start to realize how good these guys are. You know how tight the fairways are for those those uh, championships, and how deep the rough is, and how fast. The greens are all those things combined. It's tough, man. It's a whole different ball game. So that reminds me, Steve. Of uh, did you ever play Whistling Straits before in Wisconsin? I have played Whistling okay. Straits. Yeah. See, th- that's one for me. And again, I was never one of these guys that, that really liked those British style courses and, and that type of layout. But to me, I mean, that was probably I'd say the toughest course that that I played. Just because you know, it depends on, too on on the wind and the weather that you get there because it's right on Lake Michigan. I mean that that was a beast. Oh yeah, it it is a beast, and it mm. you know I don't know if you ever if you ever catch it when it's um, it's it's like you know when you go over if you've ever been to Scotland or Ireland. I've been several times, luckily for me, and and um, you know if you catch a good day out there, it is a whole different ball game. And, you know, like I, I've played St. Andrews uh, on days where it's been uh, raining sideways and where you have to, ch- uh, you know, dress and undress three or four or five times during the course of a round uh, because the temperature drops, gets wet, then all of a sudden the sun pops out, you're, you're hot, and then you got to remove everything. But, you know, I caught – one time I caught it, it was actually when we went over to Scotland for my dad's 75th birthday on Sunday of that, of that week. I sh- we, we, we caught a sunny and 75-degree day all day, never changed. And I shot, believe it or not, I, I, I made a birdie on 18 to shoot 75. And, you know, but but every other time I'd played it, there's probably three or four times, maybe five times I'd played it before, I hadn't broke 85. And uh, it's because the conditions has totally changed. So whistling straights, very much like that. You know, you catch it on the right day. Um, you know, you can, it's much more playable, but normal conditions when that wind is howling, it is almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever you're doing, if you're golfing this weekend, be sure not to go to Lake Tahoe. Cause there's a hockey rink on the 18th hole. <laughs> That's right. There at Edgewood. That's right. You heard about that, oh, right? Really? It, yeah. Edgewood, no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So the breaking news, there it is. Got to give it to Steve Verline. <laughs> The, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are playing the Colorado Avalanche. You watch it on NBC, twelve noon. They're playing uh, a hockey game, outdoor rink on the 18th fairway at Edgewood, which you know Lake Tahoe. I'm sure you know that course. One of yeah. my all-time favorites. And then Sunday, you got the Bruins and the Flyers playing. It is hockey weekend in Tahoe, my friend. Wow, how awesome is that? No, I, I've played. You know, I played in that tournament about 16, 17 times. Right. Right. Um, out there when I was playing, and then into my early years of my my retirement. So yeah, I know that course well. That 
what a great atmosphere that's going to be. Yeah, and we're trying to you know picture it because they've never done that before. It's like okay, well with no fans, they don't have to build stands and that sort of thing. But it's just like how is this thing going to look? So yeah, if you're you know turn on your TV at twelve noon on Saturday and get a chance to see the Golden Knights and you'll see Edgewood and you'll see the snow capped mountains and everything. I'm pretty sure it's going to be very very picturesque. I think that's why they they put the rink where they did on the 18th fairway, so it gives us this uh, this great look for television. Yeah, you golf there right you know, now, and you have to drive awesome. it. You have to drive it over the rink and see if you can get a birdie. <laughs> this is true. Well, yes. what I was going to yes. say to you when you were talking about you know the wind going sideways in the rain when you're at St. Andrews, I was going to say, what are you talking about? That sounds like a November afternoon in South Bend, right? You got it right. I mean, <laughs> you do have it right. November, December, I mean, from that point all the way through you know, February or March, you catch a lot of days where it's snowing rain and blizzard and sideways it's it's yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i know yeah you played in a few of those no doubt about it. all right he i is, did he is steve burline all right steve let's uh, get the quarterback's opinion here as we look at what the eagles have done they've agreed to trade carson wentz to the colts the deal philly gets a 2021 third round pick the 85th overall and a conditional second round pick the uh, eagles are saying hey it's done now jalen hurts is our guy and Carson Wentz gets reunited with Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator with him in Philly a while back. So there you go. You've got that going on. Uh, give us uh, your thoughts about Wentz and the fit with the Colts. Well, I don't know if you if you follow me on Twitter, but I, I predicted this a few weeks ago. Um, I really thought it was the best place for Carson Wentz. I thought it would be a great fit for, for Frank Reich and the Colts. Um, I, I was hoping that it was going to go down like that because uh, I really do like Carson Wentz, and, and I do think he's going to re- rejuvenate or resuscitate his career up there under Frank Reich. I just thought with that overall situation, indoors with the talent that's going to be around him up there and with what, what Frank Reich is building, uh, and Frank Reich obviously knows Carson very well, and they, they had a great start to Carson's career. Uh, I think it's going to be an absolute match made in heaven. Uh, it's a great fit for both sides. Uh, I predicted that it would be a second round choice they would have to give up, and I thought that. And I, this is all on Twitter. Can be documented. I thought they were going to give up a second. I'm looking at it, man. February eighth. I follow you. I'm looking at yeah. it. February eighth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I, I said uh, somebody asked me what it would take, and I said it's probably going to take a second rounder and maybe Marlon Mack or maybe another draft choice thrown in there and uh pretty close they gave up a third and a conditional next year um so it's pretty pretty close to what it what it took uh but i think it's a great fit and uh, i'm really happy uh for carson because he gets to start fresh and in a great situation under a really uh quarterback friendly coach and system i think he's gonna he's gonna just take off and do great things there so how is this different when a year ago Philip Rivers went to the Colts and got a little bit of a fresh start himself? I know they're different types of, of quarterbacks, but again, you know, Rivers played pretty well for the most part and really stood upright for the most part during this season with the Colts. In uh, Wentz had the same problem, but do we blame that because the Eagles' offensive line was a mess? And again, he was holding on to the ball, it seemed like, a little bit too long during this last year with Philly. Well, Frank, Frank Reich will get that straightened out, um, you know, real quick. And, uh, you know, Philip Rivers, it was a great story this year. He, he far exceeded what I thought he was capable of uh, at this point in his career. So I, I was really 
happy for him that it worked out as well as it did. And then I was actually surprised that he decided to walk away after doing as well as he did this past year. But uh, he knew that he knew it was time, and and uh, I really respect the heck out of him for what he accomplished in his career and for for making a difficult decision uh, very quickly and very decisively. Uh, but I think Carson Wentz, you know, that that'll be one of the things that Frank Reich is going to be. He's probably already drilling it into him today. We are not going to take hits. We're going to get the ball out. Uh, you don't need to be making those heroic runs, sacrificing your body, taking unnecessary hits. Uh, we, we want you dropping back, getting that ball out. We'll pick and choose our our spots to take shots up the field because you can't. Carson Wentz can do it as well as anybody in the NFL when he's got time and he's got his confidence and he's got rhythm. Uh, I just think all around Frank Reich will completely reconstruct his confidence and, and, and get his mindset right on, you know, avoiding and eliminating unnecessary hits because that's been the knock, knock on, on uh, Carson all along. You know, whether he had support uh, offensive line-wise or not, uh, he took a lot of unnecessary hits that, that uh, he has to learn if he wants to last in this league. He's got to be able to play on Sundays. and He's got to be uh, at close to 100% to give his team the best chance to win. And the way you do that is by not letting those big boys on the other side of the ball uh, tee off on you. You can't, you can't play well at the end of the year if you've taken uh, a beating during the course of the season at that level. You know, so many people put stock in the stats of uh, all the sports out there, and one of the stats that people look at with quarterbacks is completion percentage and things like that. How difficult is it sometimes for a quarterback to learn that sometimes the best play is just to throw it away and not take that hit and so-called, you know, just live to play another down? Well, that, that's a lesson that you have to learn, especially in this day and age. You know, when I came into the NFL, and you can bear this out looking at all the, the – look at the – the passer rating for all of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that played before 2000. You know, most of them, their completion percentage is under 60 percent. Um, you know, the, the their, you know, the, all the measurables are much lower than what they are now. Now, you know, if a quarterback doesn't complete 65 percent of his passes, uh, it's it's unusual and it's not good enough. Um, so that's a mentality that Carson has to accept. You know, we want the, the the way that the rules are right now with the the lack of uh, hits on on receivers and quarter and quarterbacks and and everybody else any anybody in the passing game. It, it, it that's why teams have gone to passing the football uh, predominantly more uh, more so than running the football. It's because it's a lot easier to complete passes today. But if you're going to do that, your completion percentage should and needs to be up there around 65 percent or better. Um, and it's about completions, about moving the chains. And um, I think Carson Wentz understands that, and he'll get the message very clearly from Frank Reich. And I think Carson is, is an accurate enough guy to where he will be in that you know mid-60 completion percentage range. Um, I think you can expect to see that this coming year out of him. And uh, it's going to be just a great fit all the way around. And, and on the other point I wanted to make that I didn't make before, Philadelphia, it's a good fit for them, even though they didn't get really what they – what they probably hoped for out of this trade, they, they got out of that contract, and that was really the number one thing that they, they want, had as a priority was to, to get out from underneath that contract and to be able to start fresh uh, with Jalen Hurts and move toward the future.
Right. Steve Berline uh, joins us, a former quarterback, also with CBS Sports. Going back to the situation with re- reuniting with Frank Reich, that's one thing. But getting away from Philadelphia and the drama and everything was there, people got to realize, too, that he's really going to a better situation, not just from getting away from Philly, but he's got weapons there. I mean, this Colts team is very sound, especially on defense, but he's got T.Y. Hilton in the wide receiver position. You mentioned Marlon Mack you know, as a running back and, and other guys there. He's got a really good offensive line. This is a, a much better situation for Wentz because he's going to a better team. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, much, much more so. I mean, the Colts were um, arguably you know, uh, able to make a Super Bowl run this year. Um, with the right fit, I, I, I believe, at quarterback. And uh, that's not taking away anything from Phillip Rivers, but, but that team is built to win right now. And, um, you know, that uh, Jonathan, what was his name, the running back out of Wisconsin? Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, what a, what a great year he had. Finished up the second half of the season as probably the, the best running back, most productive running back in the NFL. Uh, they've got great young receivers. Um, they're going to probably go out and, and, and try and improve the tight end position. Uh, they've already got a nasty offensive line, which is fantastic. Their defense really uh, elevated their, their level of play this year, and they, they've got a lot of good young talent on that side of the ball. They're, they're built to win the Super Bowl with the right quarterback right now, and Philadelphia can't say that by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think you know Carson Wentz was beat up both physically and mentally and emotionally in Philadelphia. That's not a good city to be in if you're a little bit fragile emotionally. And uh, I would say that was probably a, a big factor in what happened to Carson Wentz as well. He was getting beat up in the media daily. And uh, he's going into a situation now where I can guarantee you those Indianapolis Colts fans are going to be very excited to get a young quarterback uh, coming into his prime, uh, even though coming off of a couple of down years, He's a quarterback that has a very, very high upside, and he's going to fit in very well into that community and into that organization. So it's a great fit all the way around. Hey, Steve, can you address that a little bit, what you just kind of mentioned there about the sometimes just a change of scenery can be something that can just revive somebody's career. And in a way, it's a little bit um, – it's almost uh, kind of ironic that he goes and he's following Phillip Rivers because when Phillip Rivers first came to San Diego, he was there because they had given up on a young quarterback named Drew Brees, and the move seemed to benefit him quite a bit when he went to New Orleans. No doubt. No doubt. It was, uh, you know, a lot of people had questions about Drew Brees at that point because not only because of of, uh, this shoulder injury, the serious shoulder injury that he was coming off of, uh, but that he hadn't really proven himself to be um, a franchise quarterback at that point. You know, nobody really knew what his ceiling was, and and in in a way, by drafting, uh, you know, they drafted uh, 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 Eli Manning and then traded to get Philip Rivers. But Philip Rivers was their guy. Drew Brees knew that, and that was a sign that that they really believed that Drew Brees could not get them to the level that they wanted to get to, and so to get out of that situation and go to New Orleans and have it work out the way that it did for Drew Brees, it's truly a great example of what you're talking about. And there's a lot of examples like that. You know, I had it happen to me several times in my career, not at that, not at that level, not as obvious as that. But, you know, when you, when you get into a situation where you know they're excited to have you and they believe in you and they're going to give you that opportunity, 
that does wonders for your overall confidence. And it really just takes um, one element out of the equation, and that is the element of, you know, possibly having a short hook. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you always know that you got to produce to keep your job. But uh, there's situations where you also know on the negative side, if you make a mistake early, that coach has no confidence in you. He's going he's gonna to yank you out. So you can't play loose and free in the way that you're capable of playing. And I think uh, that Drew Brees example is a great one. Uh, I think it's going to pay off that way for the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz as well. All right, Steve, we move to breaking news. And I know that you're going to love this. I don't know if you've heard about it yet, but uh, we're going to talk about one of your former teams. Are you ready? The Jacksonville Jaguars have made a move. Did you hear about this? Yes, the Jaguars are making a uniform change. After many years of having the black home unis, they are now going back to teal. That's right. Here is the quote from the uh, uh, equipment manager, Jimmy Luck. He says, we've heard the fans loud and clear. As the only team in the NFL that wears teal, we know what this color means to our organization. The 904 and our entire fan base. Teal inspires great memories of some of our franchise's greatest moments. Making the switch to teal as our primary uniform color allows us to celebrate that history while kicking off a new era of Jaguars football. There you go. Wow. That, that is the that is the, the most extensive quote I've ever seen <laughs> from an equipment manager. Exactly. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and, and by the way, do you think any of the rest of the NFL gives a clue <laughs> about that decision? I mean, my goodness, you know, the one thing the one thing that, that I do know about Jacksonville is they can't keep my jerseys in stock out there. I can't I I can't ever find one whenever I get, get back there and look in the, the store they, they don't have any of my jerseys anymore uh, so they're, they're worth they're worth something I know that are, uh, they, are, are you sure they you didn't give it to like uh, about three or four punters since you left <laughs> they have they, they, that uniform was was given to someone else before it even uh, you know cooled down uh, the jersey was still very warm uh, when they passed it off to the first punter oh, I believe but wow. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, that was a, a very unceremonious departure there. Even though I loved the people in Jacksonville and I loved living there for the very short time I was there, uh, it was a terrible situation, and I couldn't get out of there quick enough because of Tom <laughs> Coughlin. Right. And, uh, and and they had, you know, they had some some of the, you know, diehard fans that had, had been uh, watching the Jaguars for their the, the full total – uh, existence of, of one year uh, were burning my jerseys in bonfires, and uh, <laughs> I was like, what, "What in the world is this?" I mean, I got I got pulled out of the first game in franchise history by Tom Coughlin when we were trailing seven to nothing in the third quarter against the Houston Oilers, and and uh, you know they went right to Mark Brunell, and I had very little time to even have a chance to prove myself, and. You know, people were burning my jerseys, man. That's an ultimate insult. Oh, man. See, I'm sorry. I remember you brought this up last time we had you on the show. We were talking about uh, the Tom Coughlin and your bad uh, situation there. So I didn't really mean to, to bring it up uh, in, in a, in a <laughs> well, bad any, sense. But uh, that's, that's horrible. It, it's horrendous. In, any, anytime Jacksonville comes up with regard to football, it's going to be negative. So let's just move forward with that attitude and that understanding. I, I did. I loved living there, 
and the people were pretty good to me all the way around. Uh, and I love going back, but man, I hated the whole football experience. Oh man. See, there you go. And and I had more on this story too, about the Jags record and everything. Is, is Steve wants me just to, you know, just say, forget it. Let's move on. Well, did you have a, let's move on. Uh, yeah, let's turn, <laughs> turn the page here. Yeah. It's time. You, you're not going to do the quote from the assistant uh, equipment manager or something. <laughs> yeah, that well, is... <laughs> you know, if they got something that stimulating, I might want to hear it. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> the fans have spoken. I, I love it when the equipment manager says the fans have spoken. The fans have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is, that is too funny. That's man. All, you got to love it. Uh, you gotta love it. But that, you know, that's a, that's a franchise that, uh, you know, that I love the Urban Meyer hire. I, I love uh, the fact they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and, and they need to have some energy put pumped into that city, into that organization. And uh, hopefully this will be the, the combination that gets it going for them because they've been, they've been the doormat for quite a while, and um, I'd love to see that community get excited about their team again. Yeah, well, this whole thing is about rebranding and bringing back some tradition, and I guess they have a little bit of tradition. One of the worst franchises, as we know, as you mentioned, Steve, in the recent years, they've lost 10 or more games in nine of the past 10 years. I mean, that's like Cleveland Browns-esque. Well, oh, yeah, it is. It is. And they. Uh, one thing I want to know, before they, they should have really thought about this, before they made the move back to Teal, do they know if those colors really fit well with Trevor Lawrence and his uh, his baby blue eyes? Is that going to be a good combo? They're, they're I don't gonna, know. Yeah, they're going to start uh, calling him Trevor Teal, the real deal. Yeah. Trevor <laughs> Teal, the real deal. I love it. And his eyes, his eyes are going to be probably considered. His eyes are actually teal. Make, he was make, born to be a jaguar. Makes the lady squeal. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Yeah, Nick, oh. I'm not going to touch that one. But but guys, their new motto right now is "Teal with it." That's their moniker right now. Teal with really? it. Yeah, that's what they're going with. What? This is a big deal. I mean, so you it's know, just a big to, deal too, just huh? to re- to re- <laughs> you know. So they put this out on Twitter. This is I don't know what what they're searching for here, but they they broke this news there a while back, and they go, "Hey, you know, we're toying with this idea." And tell you what, it, it, it sounded like a game show. The first or you know, a commercial that you would see in daytime television. The first twenty one thousand fans. If we get twenty one thousand retweets, we're going to make teal the primary color. Then, as of yesterday morning, it was already. Already twenty three thousand, and they made the announcement. They put a hype video. That's another thing, Steve. As you know, uh, hype videos is a big deal now. You know, and who was the team that uh, they made a hype video a few days ago? And I guess it was the Eagles, right? Didn't they make a hype video? And Wentz wasn't in it, and his feelings were hurt. Oh yeah, that his his feelings. Oh no, no, it was Dallas. It was Dallas. It was my bad. Dallas because Dak Prescott wasn't in the hype video. And Prescott, oh my God. yeah, and, and Dak was all upset because, you know, hey, I thought I was supposed to be the franchise player. Well, from the, the Dallas PR perspective, they're thinking, like, we don't know if we're going to have this guy. But then again, why are you putting out a hype video, you know, a week after the Super Bowl ended? I mean, it's kind of stupid, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of stupid. And, you know, you're, you're now setting yourself up for, for that conversation to be, you know, blown way out of proportion and, you know, not that I'm not putting Dak in this category, but, you know, so many of these high profile players these days are, are so sensitive to that kind of stuff. You know, you, you have to really think about it before you make that kind of a decision. I, you know, fortunately for me, I, I, I don't think I would have cared anyway, but uh, they didn't have the hype video concept going back in 
the era that I played, so it was never an issue. But, uh, you know, I I did not hear anything about that, but uh, I'm sure that, you know, both sides will get over it and uh, move on hopefully soon. Not really sure what it says about a franchise when your hype video is about the new jerseys instead of the talent on the field. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> well, the era we you, live in. You got to go. You got to go what you got, man. You got to go with what you got. Oh, I love it though. All right, man. We will let you go, man. We really appreciate uh, spending time with us today, man. We'll let you get back to your day job. Uh, we understand. You know, you're, you're you're a busy guy. You're going crazy. You're making all that money. Hopefully, you can get over here to Vegas and we can get you over to Shadow Creek or or somewhere else, man. But uh, you know, when, when I get you on a course here, if it's not Shadow Creek, I, I don't want to have to get get talked about here. I don't want any you know bur- burning my burning my jersey or burning my my sweatshirt over here. Okay. I know there's plenty of other great ones out there, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to the, the bonding time with you, TC. That's what I'm looking forward to more than anything, you know? That's what it's all about, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah we're and, gonna, we, I'll, and, I'll be having my Irish shirt on, you know? We'll have, we'll have and, some... and, and, and free beer. Yeah, free beer, free some beer French too, onion yeah. soup, some chicken wings, maybe a filet mignon. Go. I mean, you know, food. There I mean, we go. <laughs> food is a quintessential of bonding with TC. That's what it's all about. I love it. I love it. Just remember, can't have a filet on Friday right now, TC. That's right. So he's reminding me. I'm trying, right. to, be, I'm trying to be the good Catholic here. Yeah, I told him yesterday, right. last Wednesday. So we got to stay away from Fridays. So if you get here during Lent, Steve, it'll have to be a Saturday filet. How's that? That sounds perfect. Yeah, well, sounds perfect. Come on, man. you're a drive away, man. Seriously, I got the big seven footer, Big Bill Cartwright. He's coming to town next week for a week, so I got to wine and dine him. You should, you should come on down too, man. <laughs> a little college basketball tournaments. Maybe we could sneak you in. You know, that's what it's all about. I, I, I'll try to figure something out, man. I'll try to figure something out for sure. There you go. I yeah. Can't wait. TC's new model during Lent is, thank God it's not Friday. <laughs> wow, that's brutal. That's yeah, that brutal. is brutal. It is, man. Brutal, but, brutal, but effective. Yeah, but accurate, maybe. And accurate, yes. I love it. All right, brother. Be good, man. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Thanks. Take right. care. There he is. Yeah, see, we should ask Steve if he uh, has seen any of the Golden Knights games and look at those Golden Knights helmets. Very reminiscent to the Irish helmets. Really not even close, though. Those Irish helmets. Are iconic. Well, the, the Irish Golden Knights are wearing ridiculous. The Irish, exactly. The Golden Knights helmets fit the scrap heap. Yeah, zero <laughs> oh, and two in the scrap heap, my friend. You don't think they're going to bust it out on national television in front of the world? The twelve new with the start? red jerseys. Yeah, I hope not. With the sun shining down there in Lake Tahoe, glistening off the lake. You don't think the Golden Knights are going to wear that? Sparkling gold. What do you call them? The C three PO jerseys. Yeah, C three PO. Yeah. yeah, helmets from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. BYOS. Bring your own shades. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, we're back at. It. We'll talk a little VGK when we come back Thursday afternoon. TC Martin Show. I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Doctor, Doctor TC Martin. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. The Doctor is now in. Don't forget, tomorrow, Cosmopolitan at Las Vegas. Come on out and uh, join us. Greg Vaughn will be in the house. Baseball power hitter extraordinaire back in the day. He's an answer to a uh, really cool trivia question. I'll jump that, uh, dump that on you tomorrow. You and Double B. Okay. Okay. See, now, well, you two, Numbchuck? I don't know. He'll be join us. Uh, Sam Gordon will join us from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Numchuck well. wants to be included in Everything. things that you dump on him 
And then he never says a word on air. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. It, you know, it, showing the notes that he shows you all the time don't really transpire over the air very well. But yeah, it's like, all good. And like begging for food all the time, too. You know, that's it. Can't be happy. In his former when, life, when he, he, was the, the he was the dog sitting at the edge of the table <laughs> waiting for something to fall off. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to have a see? Are the Dallas Stars ever going to play another hockey game? Because, let's see, they had, what, three games postponed, right, due to weather in Texas. Well, they also had games earlier this year with the COVID issues. So. That's true, too. Right. Yeah. So... They got a lot of catching up to do. The stars at night might, might be shining, but it's, they're not warming anything up down there right now. Oh, uh, power grids out all over the place. People without power. People without lights. Nice to know that the government has their back, though. You know, Ted Cruz took his family and hopped the plane and went down to Cancun. So, you know, nice, nice, <laughs> nice to know when your politicians have your back and go, "Hey, uh, hopefully you guys get power sometime soon." Boy, sun shining down here. Maybe we should have gone solar. That really, that really is a bad look. Think about that. When because I can tell you, I know people down in the Dallas area, and they are really struggling right now. Oh, well, my brother and, lived down in Dallas and Houston for years before he came out here to Vegas. Yeah. Now again, when when Houston's had you know the hurricanes and and all that sort of things, the floods. I mean, that's it, it, it's tragic. But this is caused by weather. It's caused by snow. So, like I said, I got friends that I've been talking to the last couple of days down in in Texas. Actually, they, they listen to the show, could be listening right now because there's not going to work, they're not doing anything. I said, well, how much snow do you guys get? They go, like five inches. I'm going, okay, you know, five inches, is it's, real, it's really nothing. But for down there, it is, and people have lost their minds because, number one, it's kind of like here. They don't know how to drive when you get hit with inclement weather, especially, you know, with snow. But here's what I didn't know is that the roads there – aren't kept up and they're they're not ready for that kind of weather but i was wondering why are they having all these power outages and why are they having so many problems and i guess and i, I may get this wrong and you you guys may know better than me but they are not part of the uh what national power grid or whatever so they don't want to abide by any of the regulations or i guess pay fees or do this sort of thing so they're off on their own and because of that they're having all of these power outages because they're not part of the national power grid. Yeah, their power grid is not working. It's, it's going down all over the place down there. And another thing is when you talk about the roads, because I talked to my brother about this, when they do have snow, because remember that Super Bowl a few years back when they had, so, you know, they had some ice and that kind of stuff and everybody was completely freaking out. They were canceling all the festivities around the Super Bowl and that. They don't have salt on the roads. Now, where we're from, when yeah. you lived up in Green Bay, when I'm in Chicago, and that they salt the roads. The salt makes the snow and ice melt, yep. and that's what makes them drivable. They put sand on the roads because <laughs> they don't have salt. That doesn't Sand's not going to do any good. No, all it does is it makes them nasty and slippery or yeah. whatever. So, But they don't have salt on the roads. So that's why that's one of the reasons they had the 130-car pileup in Fort Worth. Uh, last week mm. that the, the temperature in dallas i was looking at the weather channel the other they, they, it was nine degrees nine degrees down there is cold uh today in houston i was looking at the weather 39 for a high today so yeah they are completely freaking out down there but again no power some places have been without power i guess for going on a week now yes. or whatever which means that you're not you don't have any lights your food's all rotten and everything else and then you throw that in with if you do go out on the roads there's sand on the road instead of salt? Yeah, kind of a recipe for disaster. Oh, hey, people, 
Thanks for voting for me. I'm out of here. I'm going to Cancun. 343,000 people are still without power down there. And like I said, back to Ted Cruz. Yeah, not a good look when he is gone. And then why wouldn't he come back? Again, this is... He'll come back as soon as the power's back on and it warms up. But seriously, I mean, that is such... Not only just a bad look, but... I mean, you you got to be there. Not that there's anything maybe that he could do, but you just got to be there in your community with everybody else. you got to be amongst and, them. And like and you said, not. there are people, and, and again, not to make a light of this, because I know it sounds like we're, we're having a little bit of fun, but on a very serious you know nature here, there are people that are probably starving because they, they, they don't have any power, they don't have any food, and you, you, you can't get out, and stores are closed. I guess one of the things that they have been trying to, and they've been doing a pretty good job of it, they have the extra generators and that kind of stuff. So at least power, from what I understand, to the hospitals and that, they've still found a way to keep that on, which is very good because literally otherwise people will be dying and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, but it, it, it's, it is a horrible look. But let's face it, there's a lot of politicians out there. They don't all have your back. You know, I saw somebody post on, I think it was Facebook today or it might have been Twitter, but one of those things, and they basically said, people that believe that politicians really care about you and have your back are the same people that think the stripper likes them. <laughs> I, was, I, was yeah, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for it. Very slow there. Louisiana has 105,000 um, homes still out of power. There was 14 in inches of snow in Little Rock. Uh, 130,000 Mississippi. In Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. I was watching the news. They showed a truck. That, there's one truck on this road on the interstate because there's like 14 inches of snow. You mentioned like five in Dallas. 14 inches, is that's a pretty good snowfall in places that have snow. We should have got our, our guy uh, Houston Nutt on the phone here. wonder how Houston's doing right now. Uh, yeah, can the... Can the Nubchuck, call him up see if he wants to come on right now. Can, can the barbecue get through? Exactly. <laughs> You know how how are we gonna barbecue there? Is the cornhole hole filled with snow right yeah. now? Wow, these are questions people don't know. Yeah, we need to get these answered. There it is. <laughs> Our phones working right now down there. Well, the power's out. They're not. I mean, cell phones Man, obviously well, cell working. Cell phone would be. Yeah, I don't know. But Dallas is talking five inches now. I understand Arkansas. 14 inches? That's that's what I saw. That's Green Bay. Not, not, that might be an accumulation over a few days or yeah, something like course. that. So, yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, the video that I saw yesterday, and I was talking on the phone to somebody, too, so maybe I don't have it completely right, but they said like 14 inches. Maybe it's accumulation there, but in, in, that's crazy for down there. Hmm. They must be going, who turned off the sun? Yeah. That, that is, <laughs> or certainly who turned off the heat. And but. the thing about it is they're, they're, they don't even have snow. Well, I don't know if you would think they Every place in a metropolitan city would still have a snowplow. Because, like you said, Dallas has had some snow before. Yeah, and they might have snowplows, but, but probably not to the extent, and they don't know how to do it. Right. And the people right. don't know how to drive in the snow. That's why right. you have accidents and pileups and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they're they're talking about closing places down just because it's cold, right. even if they did have power. Yeah, I know. I know that uh, in Dallas and uh, in Fort Worth, the Walmart, the Walmart, that's what they call it back down there, is closed. So that must be a about, big Walmart that, if it ha- if it handles that whole area. Uh, well, I'm saying there's several down there, you know. But uh, wow, yeah, that's uh, it, it's it's too bad. And hopefully, and again, I we have listeners that, that listen down in that area. Uh, hopefully, uh, everyone is safe. Uh, you know, continue to be smart. But again, you know, weather prevailing, and yeah, they usually don't get hit with this type of thing. And and how broad it is. Like we're talking Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas. 
I mean, and it's funny because a week Southwest. or so ago, I, I saw where there was a cold front moving in. And they said, yeah, this is really going to affect the Midwest, and it'll go all the way down to the Gulf. And I'm thinking, well, what, what does affect the Gulf mean? What, it's going to be like 40 or something? No, it's actually cold. And, I mean, it's just brutal for them. Most of these people have never seen this in their life. Right. Wow. Atrocious. Just terrible. Terrible. All right. Uh, and back to Ted Cruz. How, how do – he can't publicize this. I mean, who is – saying that, that he's not there. There's that, pictures all over the I, place with him at the airport and everything else in Cancun. I don't think he's shying away from it. Yeah. So that's, I mean, people are going to recognize him, I guess, in Cancun? Or, well, if they... Well, he's pretty recognizable, especially with the ugly-ass beard he's had that he has these days. <laughs> Who's he play for, by the way? Um, I think he plays for the... Um, <laughs> Texas. I thought we were talking about Victor Cruz. No? Yeah. We're talking about somebody else here? The, the Texas Power Grids. The, uh, is that what they call them? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's right. They, they, they don't exist yet. They're talking about starting that franchise up. <sighs> All right. So there we go. We have him live and in color. We ask, we receive right now, ladies and gentlemen, our <laughs> man normally on the gridiron. Now he's on the power grid. He's huckered down there in McKinney, Texas. It's the powerless grid. The powerless grid. Houston, nut. Coach, what's going on? We, I'm sorry to bother you in the middle of the day like this, but we're sitting there talking about the weather situation here as we're sitting here at 70 in sunshine, by the way, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. Uh, what's going on there in McKinney, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, this area? Tell it like it is. I knew that TC would call me on a day that I'm out trying to get firewood because, you know, we don't have 70 degrees. Next, we're in some unusual weather, brother. And I tell you, I've been without electricity for three and a half days, no propane. Our electricity just came on, and so I'm very thankful for that. So we got TV, we got light in the house. Now we're waiting on propane. Uh, But it's been a cold deal, and Texas is not used to this now. not used to it at all, but it's warming up. It's up to 36 degrees. I'm excited. Now, listen, you're a lifelong Texan. We heard Arkansas, your old stomping grounds. Little Rock had like 14 inches. What, have you seen anything like this before? No, no, no. Actually, wow. I'm from Arkansas, lifelong Arkansas I know, boy. And, I know. Uh, no, you know, it's, uh, no, this is, this is a totally, totally, uh, so different. And, um, it's just been, uh, unbelievable, man. Thank goodness for a good fireplace and some good wood. Because uh, I tell you, you, you you find out in a hurry uh, how much you appreciate all the little things. Okay, so the big question here: we got how is the barbecue? How's the backyard? Because I know it's it, obviously the brisk, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news right now: here it is, ladies and gentlemen. The brisket bash has been postponed due to snow in McKinney, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. That's right; they, they can't deliver. There's no delivery There's right no now. Delivery. Oh my no, 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 no. Forget about the barbecue right now. Right now, you're just trying to survive what you have in the house. I mean, that might just be a, a cold bologna sandwich, peanut butter, <laughs> or some Cheerios. Be happy, man. Stay warm. But, hey, let's go back a little bit now. Let's go back okay. to, the, to the brisket day of the Super Bowl. Did I not tell you and your partner, did I not tell you that Tom Brady, much as I love Mahomes in Kansas City, what did I tell you? Tom Brady would get it done. The crowd is going crazy, Houston Nut. You called it. You called it. Kudos bowing down to you. I'll tell you, you were right. Trevor Madge was right. Two-thirds of our our football experts were right on the money. Steve Berline, not so much. But that's okay. (laughs) Now, now, do you prefer prefer that Tom Brady barbecued them or he smoked them? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'm going to go since we talked barbecue the whole day. You know, we got that menu right. We're even talking about the Texas Twinkies. Yes. Uh, everything was laid out just right. Now the food was right and the game was great. All right. So the food was right. Everything was dialed in. You had a great time. Everything was uh, was uh, cooked to perfection is what you're telling me. And the Texas Twinkies, again, for those that don't know the Texas Twinkies, my friend, one more time, describe it to our listening audience. <laughs> okay, here we go. Jalapeno. Slice it in the middle and they put shot moist brisket inside with cream cheese wrap it all up with bacon with the barbecue sauce uh, bar- barbecue sauce of Hutchins and it's unbelievable that's Hutchins barbecue ladies and gentlemen in McKinney Texas they'll deliver anywhere hey you, you better talk <laughs> no, to those guys right now <laughs> I, I know it yeah. I, I gotta get some. I gotta get like some Freddie, you know, like you do with Freddie. I, I gotta get this done, man. You got If you need me to call him and be your agent down there, I'll, I'll do it. I, that's it. We're talking about it here, all because of Houston Nut, all because of the coach there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Probably not a good time right now, uh, but maybe a couple of weeks. It's going. We're gonna have seventy degrees next week. Okay, well, you'll be back is what you're telling me. All right, and the cornhole, yeah. by the way, is the cornhole. How long does it take for the defrost the cornhole? <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. It's gonna, it's frozen up. I can assure you right now, it's frozen big time. It's gonna be a while. Okay, gonna be some soft spots from the water marks on there, and you know it's cold down in McKinney when they're using the firewood to actually warm the house and not make the barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good point. Okay, my friend. Hey, uh, we appreciate <laughs> you spending a few uh, minutes with us today. Always good. But in all seriousness, Houston, hope you and your family are very safe, and on all your neighbors and everybody yeah. down there, not only in McKinney. But uh, the surrounding areas, because we're hearing this is this is everywhere in the yeah. Southwest. I mean, it's Texas, it's Arkansas, it's Mississippi, oh, yeah. even Louisiana. It's crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Got a couple of former players, even in Houston, the Galveston area. They've never uh, get uh, weather like this. So it's yeah, it's something different, man. It, it's unbelievable. How many inches of snow did you actually get there? Uh, we got about six. Okay. We got about six. Okay, and yeah. pe- and people yeah. lose their mind there. They have no idea how to drive oh. when those conditions oh, oh, oh. come, right? TC, TC, let me tell you, you hit it. They're bad now. Tell, I learned something early on about ten years ago when I moved here. Is they're bad when it rains. So you can imagine when it snows and sleets, they have no idea. You know, and Frank was saying that you know they don't have salt there, so they're putting sand down. I mean, take it from a guy living in Green Bay for 12 years. All right, my man over here from Illinois, you don't put sand down. Sand is not a proper substitute for salt. What is wrong with these Texans? It goes back. It goes back to what you're saying. They just they don't know. They don't experience. This is probably the first time in what? since They're saying 1918 or 1919 they've experienced something like this. So, hey, you just got to. Got to bear with us a little bit. We got to learn here on the run. We're going to learn a great deal from this one, though. I promise you. All right, brother. Hey, we appreciate you, my man. Be good, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, now. Y'all take Th- care. Thanks, Houston. Appreciate the time today. All right, there he is. Drop of a dime. Boom. That's how we do it here. Drop of the dime, Houston net. There we go. Well, and it's even tougher Assist for them right now because now to get the sand, they have to dig through the snow to get down to the sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably a sand snow mix they're throwing on the road down there. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Wow. How about that? Live update from the coach himself there in McKinney, Texas. Got to love that. First time he's ever gone out, he's looking for firewood, and we're bothering him. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Again, it's it's very serious for those people down there. But I am inside laughing. Six inches of snow down there. 
five in Dallas. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, five inches in, in Green Bay, are you kidding me? It's, we're, we're driving, we're doing whatever. you still got my dinner reservations. It's, schools it's all aren't good. even closed or nothing. No, exactly. Here, if there's a threat of snow, it's like, uh, oh. better close on hey, the schools. It got to be so bad there that even sometimes in blizzard conditions of the last few years, they didn't, they didn't close down the schools because if you miss so many, you only miss so many days of school because they, they aren't going to extend it into the summer. And they try to extend a little bit. They say, you're going to have to tough it out. You're, you're going to have to get to school. Yeah. And you do. Yeah. Put, put on your big man, big boy pants and your s- snowsuit and get to school. Yeah. You know, I, the restaurant I used to work at in Illinois, when the roads got really bad, people would take their snowmobiles and drive down the Fox River and park by the dock there and, and come to the restaurant. The Fox they, River. I love it. Fox River. You had the Fox. See, the Fox River went all the way from Green Bay all the way to Illinois. That's amazing to me. That's good stuff. It's a good-sized river. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Got some great restaurants in the Fox River, too. Tell I used you. to work at one of them the, in the, Algonquin. On the river. Look Port, at that. Port Edwards. We, we, we had the restaurant, and then there was a there was a river boat where we would do, like, Sunday brunches and that kind there of stuff. There it is. All right. Shout out to my man Jimmy C's on the Fox River there in Green Bay. There you go. What was your spot? What was it called? Port Edwards. So we go from Port Edwards to Jimmy C's. That's amazing. There was actually a boat inside the restaurant as well that they would do two seatings a night that you could have in the in the pool with the fish swimming around, and then there was a lobster tank where you could pick out your own live lobster. You do not get this versatility on every sports talk radio show, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't have a barbecue there, though. <laughs> <laughs> no Texas Twinkies. <laughs> All right. We can get some good cheese curds down there. I'm telling you. All right. Fish uh, fries on Friday were big, weren't they? Big. Huge. <laughs> not my genre, but yeah. Mine All right. Either. I want to thank Houston Nut for joining us live from McKinney, Texas. Giving us an update there on the the conditions there. Appreciate that. And, of course, Steve Berline from lovely Los Angeles talking the Carson Wentz trade. And, of course, James Donaldson. Shout out to my man, James Donaldson. And uh, get his book, Celebrating Your Gift of Life. You can go to that website, celebratingyourgiftoflife.com, handling mental health and suicide prevention issues. I appreciate the former NBA all-star joining us. We're at the Cosmopolitan tomorrow. Join us at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then.